Hello and welcome to Cloud Automation Weekly. My name is Thorsten Höger and I'm here to talk about automating your AWS cloud infrastructure. Today I'm joined by Julian Michel to talk about Progen. Julian, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me here. For folks who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Julian. I'm from Germany. I work as a senior IT architect at XL2, a joint venture founded by Audi and Capgemini. Uh, I mainly work on AWS projects in the motive, automotive industry and in context of smart manufacturing. Yeah, so sounds interesting. So the automotive industry also does AWS. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, or cloud in general, because you, you never would estimate that like, yeah, no, they're not doing this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I thank you. Yeah, I think all cloud providers are used there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one customer in the automotive industry that's like, no, we we cannot use the cloud, and they still don't know if they can use the cloud, but they're using all of them, really all of them, <laughs> like <laughs> ten different clouds or something. We're still not sure if we will keep using the cloud. <laughs> yeah. So I think quite a lot has changed in the past years. Um. So that um. Yeah. Cloud is present in most of the industries. Yeah. So today we want to talk about Progen. So maybe, yeah, tell us what Progen is. So Progen is a new generation generation of project generators. Uh, it can be used to define and maintain complex configurations through code. So often you have um, configurations, for example, you have to configure a lint or you have to configure GitHub workflows and so on. And you can copy those configurations from an existing project, but then you have to maintain it twice um, or multiple times. In, in this case, Progen helps you by generating this um, project configurations. Uh, it can be reused um, across projects and you don't have to uh, yeah, know each, each implementation detail. You can just um, use Progen to generate those files. Maybe if, if you're using AWS CDK for infrastructure, infrastructure as code, uh, CDK um, has the same concepts. So um, Progen has a central configuration file. It can be used to define those configuration. And like in the AWS CDK, the configurations will be th synthesized to files like um, YAML files, JSON files, and so on that are necessary to use tools like Linter, GitHub Actions, and so on. Yeah, that sounds perfect because I can never remember how to configure ESLint or Webpack or things like that. It's always like copy-pasting from a different repo where it worked and hoping yep. that it never changes. So uh, the idea of generating this in a reusable format in a construct style sounds really cool. So I imagine it's also from AWS because it's similar to the CDK. So yes, it is maintained by the same. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's created by some of the developers from the AWS CDK team, and it's an open source project. So um, Ariel can can yeah create pull requests and submit um, new features. Yeah, but I don't need to use AWS to use it. Correct. That's correct. There there are different project types. Um, for example, you can create a Java or TypeScript library, um, and you can use Progen there as well. Um, it has uh, different features in this in this kind of project, but um, Progen is available there, um, and you can use it um, for generating your pro project configurations um, as well. Yeah, and so, so people might be thinking, yeah, yeah, but there's Yeoman. So why should I not just use Yeoman or create random node package thing? CLI. So, so what's the difference between creating or using a template and, and using Progen? Yeah. Um, so Progen um, generates those files 
it's not an, a one-off generator, so you can create those files uh, multiple times. They are read-only, so you can't modify them, and you, you shouldn't modify them because they are owned by, by Progen. If there is a new feature in Progen, for example, um, the GitHub build workflow was changed or enhanced, um, you can regenerate um, the configuration. Um, you can use the new features without thinking about, okay, um, I've changed um, line seven. I have to copy it into the new version again. Um, so that's the special thing. It it It's read-only and um, it's owned by Progen, so you don't have to take care of all those um, configurations. So it's really generated code. It's, it's not templated code. It's really generated code that is meant to be generated all the time and regenerated and owned by the generator. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the benefit of Progen. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's a really cool thing. As you said about fixes. So somebody finds out, yeah, there's a bug in, in the build action or in, in a GitHub action that, that's building my project. There, there's, and then there's a new version coming out. And yeah, you could regenerate your whole project normally and copy over all your changes you did, or you just do, yeah, please generate it again with Progen because it's owning the files and not, yeah, these are the 700 lines you modified from the template. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that's really great because, um, yeah, you don't have to know the details. You don't have to take care of what has changed. Um, of course, you can read the release notes, um, but then if there are new features or bug fixes, um, just run um, Progen command um, again and your project will be updated and you will have the new version. What about files that I need to change, like source files? So, so of course, my application um, code or something like that. So that's not owned by Progen then. No, um, application code is owned by yourself. You you have to develop your application like you do it um, before. Nothing has changed there. Only um, project um, generation or the project files. Yeah, like all the npm rc package JSON, ESLint, tsconfig, GitHub, all the GitHub stuff, Git attributes, Git ignore, all these things are managed by yeah. Progen. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about Node now um, and, and things. What, what else can I... Um, so is, is it only for node projects or what, what can I do with it? No, that there are different project types. Um, so for, for backend, you could use um, also um, Python projects. You could use Java. Um, in context of um, CDK, um, there is a special type um, for releasing CDK constructs. Um, there are some special um, configurations um, because of the JSII ecosystem. Um, so one one library um, will be published as, um, for example, um, Node CDK construct as Python CDK construct um, as Java construct. And there you have to maintain or create a special configuration for um, creating those um, polyglot libraries. Um, using Progen, you can use the um, type for CDK constructs and everything is there out of the box. You just have to to yeah configure which libraries you want to publish or for which languages and everything else will be done by by um, Progen. Yeah, that, that's yeah. really magic because I, I can never remember what's the order I need to call any commands and then trigger JSII and then log in into different package managers to upload stuff. And it's just like, do it for me. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. 
And quite interesting, there were also some some project um, types for front-end development. For example, there's a React project type. So if you want to develop um, a front-end project, um, you could also use ProGen um, because there are the, the corresponding project types. Yeah. Yeah, no, React and also Next. So I'm using Next for, for some projects and also using the ProGen type for this because it configures Next the way that it works. And I'm a backend person, so I have no idea how Next works. So it's just creating it for me. <laughs> And yeah. it managed to configure Tailwind for me. Because like, how do you configure Next with Tailwind so that they find each other? Yeah, I don't care because Progen does it for me. Yeah. So that that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think the, the fact that you don't have to know how those configurations will be done is, is really great because I I'm, I'm, didn't use um, GitHub, for example, in my professional projects. Um, therefore, I, I didn't have some experience creating GitHub workflows. And when I set up my, my first um, approach and project on, on GitHub, um, the workflows were just there. Um, they have um, standards that um, are valid for for most of the project types, and yeah, you could just use it without thinking about how how do I have to implement or create those those workflows and so on. Yeah, there's, there's really a magic. So if you use, for example, the new TypeScript li- or the TypeScript library type, it has an auto release on commit. It has auto daily dependency upgrades with auto merge requests and and checks and all the things. It's just out of the box. It just releases every night with the latest updated versions. It's like magic. Yep, that that's really fine and really powerful. Yeah. So, any more examples you you could share about how to use Progen or what you can do with Progen? Yeah, m- maybe let's start with um, a small example or with a small feature. Um, Progen can be used to generate a license file. So, um, if you are doing an open source project, um, maybe you want to release it as an MIT or Apache license, um, you have to copy the license um, to your project. Um, so, first, you have to create this license file with the content. Um, second, you also have to maintain the um, license name in your package.json. So there are um, two tasks that have to be done. If you use Progen in this um, in this scenario, you just pass um, the the name of the license there. Um, Progen has templates for those license file. It updates your project. It creates the license file, and it also um, updates the package JSON. So you don't have to think about where do I have to change my license. Um, Progen does this for you. Yeah, that, that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, also files um, like git ignore, npm ignore can be can be created um, by Progen. It knows which files have to be um, published, uh, which of them should be ignored. You could configure Mergeify if you're using Mergeify in your, in your project. There are bump and release scripts. Um, so it can generate uh, your change log. Um, it will release those libraries um, to the to the registries. That's, that's fine. And it also um, creates new new versions. Um, so it uses semantic versioning. And um, yeah, depend um, depending on the, the title of your pull request, it will um, release new new versions. Yeah, that, that that's really powerful. Um, and what I really like about this is what you mentioned with the git ignore. It's not like here's a template for, for, for a file, but multiple parts of the application can add features to a file and in the last step it's synthesized. So when you have different configuration things like, oh yeah, I'm configuring GitHub Actions, I'm configuring a TypeScript project, I'm configuring whatever, all these classes can add files to the Git ignore 
And at the end, it's synthesized one and it's creating the getting over file with a list of files that can be specified in different places in your application and it collects them all into one getting over file. Yeah, yeah. And of course, if um, sometimes you want to add some some entries there manually, um, that's uh, still possible in in Prochain. So there are quite a lot of number of of escape hatches. So there are options to um, yeah add some configurations there, add some entries to the generated files. Um, so you are not limited. You can just use the escape hatches to um, add some custom logic or uh, yeah, add some some custom values in your configurations. And you mentioned the, the bump scripts and the different scripts. Uh, could you um, yeah elaborate a bit on the task system that's, that's part of Proton? That's also a completely different feature. Yeah, so, so there are some some tasks um, that will be executed during the the build on your local machine, and they are also um, basis for um, the GitHub actions. Um, so um, yeah, Progen generates some tasks. Um, you can add some tasks, like if you want to add some or execute some some custom scripts, you can define them um, as a task, and they will be executed um, during during the build. Yeah, so it has its completely own task system where you can just say Proton run some tasks and you can add things and like, yeah, please now execute this task and then ask this task and then after this, call this command and it's storing all, it basically make on steroids. Yep. So but what you can do with, with the integrated task system. That's really cool. And I think the same goes for dependencies. So whatever part of your application decides that it needs another library, you just can add to an array of dependencies, and at the end, it synthesizes the dependency section of your project file. Yeah. That, yeah. Also, the dependence dependency management is is great. You mentioned it before. Um, like automated dependency upgrades, um, they are available off, out of the box. There is a GitHub action that um, yeah, updates the dependencies if there are some new versions, and you don't have to take care of them. Um, you, you always have the newest version. Um, hopefully without security issues. Yeah, I really love this feature because normally you would use like I think something like Dependabot for this, but I hate that it creates, yeah, like here are 10 pull requests because you have 10 libraries and I created a pull request for each update. Yet they don't work independently. You need to upgrade all at once. And with auto release, I don't want to have 10 releases because I updated 10 dependents. Yep. So, so what I really love with Progen is it's a one pull request with all the updates. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you combine it with Mergeify, you can um, configure some, some automatic um, merge rules. It will automatically release your, your newest version with the newest dependencies um, without manual interaction. Oh, yeah. You're right. That's what I did with some of my libraries. Somebody created a pull request. Mergeify told me, like, yeah, this is what needs to be, the, what needs to happen. I cannot merge mm -hmm. yet because all the build rules are part of Progen. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I accept. Uh, I added a review on GitHub and just accepted the pull request and was like, "Oh yeah, that's okay. I'm merging it for you." It was merged and was released. I got an email. Yeah, it was published on npm. Like, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to accept the, um, the the review or the pull request, not merge it. Nothing. Just yeah, it's reviewed. It's fine. And, and Mergeify did the rest with all the configuration progen provided for it. So that that's it's really cool. Yeah, it, it really automates uh, automates a lot in this case. Um, yeah, so that, that that's really cool. About dependencies, um, there is one thing. So it behaves a little bit different for dependency versions. Could you could share a bit about? It's not part of the Proton RC. So, so the versions themselves. 
Ah, um, yeah. so, so if, if there is a new Progen version. No, no, the dependency oh. versions. So as far as I understand, they are really managed in the package chase. So it's only not read-only file. I'm not sure. I think you can um, also specify the um, the dependencies in Progen RC and it will be yeah, copied. You're right, you're right, you can. But, okay. but, but the updates work directly on, on the package JSON, I think. That's a bit yeah yeah probably so. yeah be because you don't have to specify the exact version if there if um the the um uh, dependency upgrade will be executed it just updates package.json and package lock um I think yeah. so, so it doesn't update yeah it doesn't yeah, the update the versions are not ma necessarily maintained in the project I think that's one limitation I think because of dependabot and things like that that they would just yeah. have no idea what to do if they Oh well, what's a project RC file? What should I do with this? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, what what other limitations do you see in in Progen? Um, so first of all, most of the the workflows that are um, supported um, are only available for GitHub. So if you're using AWS Code from it, uh, Code Commit, for example, um, you can't use those work workflows because they are only available um, for GitHub. Yeah. So no um, bucket, no GitLab, no Code Catalyst, no whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe other repositories will be supported in in future, but at the moment only GitHub is. Um, supported uh, yeah then there are there are different project types like um explained before um but um yeah maybe some of them are missing so if you want to have some some special project types um for example if you if you're using golang it's not supported there um maybe there will be added in feature and of course it's an open source project um you're welcome to to contribute new features like supporting new languages or additional features yeah, or uh, you could write your own library because it's just a TypeScript library. Yeah, you could just create it as a construct library as with CDK. Not not everything has to be part of the of the main CDK. So I think new project types can also be separate libraries that that provide the functionality. So that's what I'm using with customers a lot. Yeah, that we're building in-house project types using Progen. So you use Progen, but you build your own abstraction or like yes. I know there's a TypeScript project, but this is how a TypeScript project looks looks with us because all the author information, all the license information is already predefined in the in this own project type. Yeah, I think that that's also a great feature. You you can add um, some some company specific or custom custom project types. Um, so if you have special requirements or if you have to add special configurations, um, feel free to create um, a custom project type. Um, you can extend some of the existing types, like um, if you want to have a, a special CDK construct type, you can just um, extend um, the standard um, CDK construct type, and you can add your features there without copying um, yeah, the, the, the existing project types. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, I'm mm -hmm. also using something similar to this with my latest CDK serverless framework things. Because I'm using Progen to generate CDK constructs out of specification files, which is also just using Progen under the hood. So I'm using mm -hmm. oh yeah, just Progen, and I'm generating files. In this case, I'm creating so or generating source code files, but it's still using the, the magic of Progen under the hood to generate things. So yeah. I was talking about uh, with customers' projects. What do you think about the maturity of Progen? 
can it be and should it be used in a production setup? Yeah, so I think it can be used. Um, it's not as released as a stable version, so um, experiment or breaking changes are possible. But I think um, it exists um, quite a lot, long time in the meanwhile. Um, there should only be a limited number of breaking changes in the feature. And of course, you can use it in, in your productive projects. Um, at the end, it generates configuration files. Um, you don't have to migrate to a new project version as, as soon as it's released. Um, you can you can do it whenever you want. And the files that are created, um, I think they are stable. Um, so I think there, there are no limitations. Maybe be careful. It's it's not stable um, or declared as stable, but um, I think you can use it. Yeah, I, I think it's not stable in a definition, but de facto it is stable and they cannot change things because so many people and teams are using it that they just don't do breaking changes. I know that also in AWS, several features use Progen, so they just cannot break it because... <laughs> They're using it under the hood. So yeah, yeah. Also, if if you have a look at um, open source constructs um, that are that are available on on GitHub, um, most of the constructs are um, using Progen um, for generating the the configuration. So um, yeah, if there are some some bigger breaking changes, it would be really difficult for all of the projects um, updating their their projects and versions. Yeah. Yeah, the construct hub itself is using Progen as far as I know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's a really cool thing. Um, I will put it in the show notes. The interesting thing, and I hope they will keep it this way. I'm fighting with them for years now. It's under the Progen org. So it's GitHub Progen slash Progen. There is no AWS in the name. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. They were thinking about... Yeah, we could move it to the AWS Labs because it's not stable. So, no, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Uh, what, what's your take on this? Should it be AWS Progen or is it fine the way it's now? Yeah, I also thought about if, if should it be moved to AWS or not. Um, maybe um, it would be or have an impact on on usage in professional projects because now it's an open source project. If it would be moved to AWS org, you could say, okay, it's an AWS product. Um, it's maintained by by an AWS team. Um, maybe it would be easier to use it in, in professional projects. On the other hand, yeah, it has some AWS features, but it's not limited to AWS. So you can use, um, like, like mentioned before, you can use it for um, TypeScript libraries and so on. You could use it for, for front-end. And maybe some of the developers would would answer, no, I don't want to use it. It's an AWS project um, because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm building a front end um, and I'm not using AWS. So maybe it would be confusing in, in, in this case. Yeah, that, that's easy. Um, exactly my argument. Whenever they come up with, we should move it to AWS. Like, no, because you could use it to generate TypeScript projects. You yeah. can use it to generate React projects. Maybe in the future, you can use it to create Angular projects. I cannot imagine the companies behind these types being Microsoft, Facebook, and Google yeah. to advocate for a tool that's called AWS Progen. But they would be happy to use a cool tool that's called Progen and that has contributors from AWS. But if it's called AWS Progen, I think it would limit the possibilities that Progen has in the future. Because yeah, Obviously, Microsoft cannot use 
Progen, AWS Progen as a default for a TypeScript project that's created, but they could use an somewhere in any foundation located Progen because it's a cool tool. So I think AWS would hurt in this case because just other vendors would not use it. Yeah, exactly. Could be could be a limitation. Yeah. And I can definitely see it as being the default tool for creating new TypeScript projects, for creating new um, whatever projects, because it, it's a really cool approach and it could be the default for, for a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Also, if, if you create a new library, maybe a small library that has, uh, has a few features, um, you have to set up a new project. Um, and maybe you don't take care of uh, linter configuration. Maybe you don't add a build workflow because yeah, every developer would test it on his local machine. Um, if you use Progen in this in this um, scenario, um, yeah, you you will have a full project um, with all those features that are used in professional projects. It will increase the quality of your of your solution or your library, and that's a really great benefit, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, so you, you just get release pipelines, review pipelines, um, build pipelines, all these things out of the box with a real set of, I don't want, I have no idea how Eastlint works. Everybody can write whatever they want. And now I can say, Eastlint configuration is out of the box. Please adhere to the style guide. So, so things can be done. It's also generating yeah. type doc and, and things like that if you're using TypeScript. So you have a documentation. You still need to write the contents, but it's, there, so you see that you need to write uh, documentation. Otherwise, it's, if I never call type doc, nobody would, would see that I don't have comments. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really love the, um, the the possibilities it has. Because any other things you would love to see in Progen in the future? Um, so so maybe I would see a clear strategy in, in feature because um, some of the features like integration tests for CDK um, are available in, in Progen. They, there's also a solution in AWS CDK. And, and sometimes it's it's not clear which solution um, will be the standard. Uh, so this is something that could be changed. Um, yeah, I think that's that's something and of course um adding new new project types uh, that you can use it in in um other projects as well that are not supported at the moment yeah definitely yeah and and you already mentioned the other um ci providers like gitlab bitbucket things like that or at least aws's own things like code committing code catalyst yeah um so that that that's really a thing i think what what i would love to see is a completely additional feature set about one-off generators. Yes, Progen has the approach of, we are not a one-off generator. We mm. manage things for you, which is perfect for all your project configuration files. And I really love Progen for this. But still for source code files, it would be great to have something like, please scaffold something for me. And then I'm the owner of it. Like yeah. I want to add a new construct. Please add a new construct file. I will own it after this, but mm. I don't want to start with a with an empty file. And but I want to start with something a little bit compared to what Angular is doing with the um, ng generate command, where you can mm. say ng generate service, and then it's creating a service file for me, and it has all the, the um, annotations on it and all the things I need, and then it just forgets about it. It doesn't do anything, but it's it's adding yeah, a blueprint file for me. 
That should not be the case for, for um, project files. Yes, they are managed mm -hmm. by Progen. They are owned by Progen. That's perfect and should not be touched. But I think for source code, it would be cool to have these blueprints for different use cases. Like, I want a new, new L1, a new L2, a new L3 construct. I want a new Lambda function. I want, yeah, wh whatever new, new file that, that's, yeah, for my current project type. In the Java, a new Spring controller, a new whatever. Yeah, it definitely makes sense um, because you, you you're writing similar code all of the time. Um, yeah, implementing some properties that can be passed to your new CDK construct, whatever. And in, in in this case, you will have the 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 structure there. You can just pass in your your configuration and your code, and um, then you are maintaining this file. Yeah, definitely makes sense. And also, it it might improve code quality because first of all we're using blueprints that are proven and as it's generated whenever i call generate a new construct progen would also create a new test file for this construct so i would see that i need it wouldn't create a test but it would create a file that fails because there's no test in it so i would see oh yeah there's something i need to add not oh yeah if i don't add a test file nothing happens <laughs> but it would be there and oh yeah i need to implement tests for this so it could basically force developers to think about more things because it's generating more files. It's creating a comment. It's creating a test yeah. file. It's creating the source file. It's creating stuff that you should do. Yeah, so it sounds, sounds really useful, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, that's a, it's a cool, really cool tool. I'm, I'm really um, excited what the future holds for it. Any other things you, you wanted to add for, for Progen? Mm, I think that that's it in general, yeah. Yeah, perfect. So really, mm -hmm. thanks for, for, for showing us this tool and, and explaining what it does and what, what can be done with it and what can't be done with it. I think that's also very important for tools. And that's obviously one of the downsides. If you talk to vendors, they are not allowed to tell you what it can't do. Yeah. So that, that's, that's why I love <laughs> um, having people here that can talk about the downsides of projects. Um. Yeah, so this has been great. Uh, where can people find more about you online? Um, yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Feel free, free to connect uh, with me on LinkedIn. And I'm also active in the Slack channel on cdk.dev, um, where you feel, also find um, a channel for ProGen and also feel free to contact me there. Yeah, I will put the links in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, folks, that's it for today. I'm Thorsten Höger, and I hope you join me again next time for Cloud Automation Weekly.